Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hello, brothers and sisters. God bless you. Our brothers and sisters, both near and far, we love you. We miss you. And um, we're so excited that we could um, be together again. This is our time when we join together in the spirit. And wherever God's people join together, there's such a powerful agreement and such a powerful blessing. God wants to pour out an amazing blessing upon our lives today. Today, he wants to really bless his people. And we're going to prepare right now to take an offering. And you know, that song we just sang was so beautiful. Do you know that God uses whatever we make available to him? Sometimes we can withhold from God. And what we ought to do is just offer our entire life to God. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. The the, the heart and the spirit behind that verse says, give God your everything. And as we've been singing to him, I hope you were singing to him with all of your heart. But not only should we sing, we should worship. We should take uh, uh, um, from our resources and say, Lord, thank you for providing for me. Thank you for caring for me. And Lord, I want you to use me in every way and use this offering. Use it to further your kingdom. Use it to bless someone, oh God. You are able by your powerful spirit. And Lord, I know that when I give to you, Lord, you are faithful to give me even more and more because the Bible says give and it shall be given. So come on, worship the Lord. Let's continue with the beautiful spirit that's in the room right now, wherever you are. Could we thank God for all of the different ways that he's taken care of us? Could we thank him for his nearness, for his presence? Let's thank God for Jesus right now. And then let's give an offering and say, Lord, use this so that someone else could be ministered to by Jesus. Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we thank you so much for your goodness in our lives. Lord, we thank you for your nearness. We thank you for your faithfulness. God, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is so great and glorious and powerful that, Lord, in homes all over, Lord, our city, the country, the globe, right now, there's your manifest presences there. As we worship you, you inhabit the praises of your people. And God, not only uh, are you there, Lord, but you're there to care and to protect, oh God, to provide for us. And we acknowledge that. We acknowledge that this past week you have taken care of us. And we thank you. We thank you for every breath, for every step. We thank you for every blessing. It all comes from you. And so, Lord, we give you this offering and we say thank you, thank you, thank you. Use it, Lord. You use that boy's lunch. Use our humble offering. You're not short, but Lord, we're so thankful that we get to participate in this moment. 
Further your kingdom. Bless, oh God, all of your people around the world. If someone is struggling, if a business is struggling, in the name of Jesus, open up the windows of heaven and pour that blessing down. Pour deliverance and freedom and victory and provision right now. We trust you and believe you for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen and amen. God bless you as you give. Praise the Lord. Man, the spirit of the Lord is really right here in our studio as we're preparing. And, um, and I'm so thankful because um, today's message is so important. We are continuing on the What's Your Vibe series. And I hope your vibe after that time of worship is really good. I hope your vibe is saying, I love you, Lord, and I praise you, Lord. And I, I hope that that's what's pouring out of your heart today. And today, we actually arrive to the third base um, uh, that the Spirit wants to grow in us. We're going to be talking about a very important vibe. But let's, let's go through this. What, how do we define vibe? We've been saying this every time. A vibe is a person's emotional status communicated to others. The atmosphere created by the disposition of our being. It's kind of like your own spiritual perfume or cologne. We give off. We bring, we're supposed to bring the aroma of Christ. And so uh, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit wants to grow certain vibes inside of us. And therefore, we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And as we go into today's message, I need to highlight two very important things. Because um, the, the fruit of the Spirit is broken up in some unique ways. But let me say this. Maybe you find yourself today in a place where when you think about words like love and joy and peace, patience and kindness, when you think about those words, they don't feel powerful to you. They don't feel as great and as, as glorious as you know they ought to be. Well, I want to just encourage you today. You know, it's not what you've experienced in the past and it's not even what's come out of your heart in the past. What's so powerful about Galatians chapter 5, which I'm going to read to you, is it's all about the work of the Holy Spirit inside of you. You know, um, there's this big movement uh, over the years, a big movement of urban gardens. And there are people in our church, I I, it comes to mind, one of our brothers, Eddie Negron. I miss Eddie Negron shouting amen in our services when we gather together. When Eddie Negron says amen, everybody knows it's Eddie. And I miss that. Well, it turns out that Eddie grows vegetables right in his backyard, and he lives in the city. Well, can I tell you something? The Holy Spirit, if you'll let him, he wants to grow a garden, a beautiful orchard of his fruit in your life. We don't have to do it ourselves. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit wants to do this. Everyone can have the vibe of love and of joy, and we're going to bring that up in a moment. So number one, remember, even as you prepare your heart to receive this message, this is a work that the Holy Spirit wants to do. It's even going to be part of our, of our main text today. 
Secondly, it turns out that the fruit of the Spirit, they are broken up into like three different clusters that I want to point out to you today. So as we read, we're going to read them differently. I've got them separated. Um, so we're going to kill two birds with one stone. We're going to read Galatians chapter 5, but we're also going to have it broken up in a certain way. So look on the screen with me. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 say this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. That's the first cluster, okay? These, these fruits, this, these vibes are meant specifically for our hearts. They impact the people around us. They're very important, but these are specifically for us. When you have love, joy, and peace, you feel whole, you feel complete, you feel strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So the, the first uh, cluster, the first three are a cluster specifically for our hearts. Then as we move on, there's patience, kindness, goodness. These are the fruit for our relationships. And I'm so excited for, for next week. You don't want to miss it as we go into the into the next vibe, the next very important vibe. And then thirdly, it says faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the vibes, these are the fruit that the Holy Spirit grows inside of us for our battles. Because we all have battles, opposing forces, spiritual forces coming at us, and the Holy Spirit grows faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. So, Today will be the last uh, of the first kind of cluster, love, joy, peace. Everyone say peace. Today we're going to be looking at peace, and the title of the message is The Vibe of Peace. I hope that your life is overflowing with the peace of God, the Bible says, that surpasses all understanding. Now, peace is a very important word. It's a very powerful word. The Apostle Paul mentioned peace 43 times. Luke mentioned peace 13 times. It's in all of the books of the New Testament except 1 John. It is a very powerful, very positive, rich concept in Scripture. It speaks of the overall blessing of God on a person's life when you talk about peace. And here's the way we define Peace. peace is a state of calm and security that we receive from our relationships with God, which translates into our responses to life's circumstances. Okay, let me, let me, let me go a little slower. Peace is a state of calm and security. God wants to make your heart, my heart, calm and secure that we receive from our relationship with God which translates into our responses to life's circumstances. Here's the key. Its opposite is fear and worry. Its opposite is fear and worry. And fundamentally speaking, the vibe of peace says this. When you got the vibe of peace and you walk into a room, here's what the vibe of peace says to people. It says, I'm at rest in my Savior and his rest rules my responses. I'm at rest in my Savior, and his rest rules my responses. I want you to say that with me. Ready? I'm at rest in my Savior, and his rest 
rules my responses. So this is really powerful because the fruit of peace works in us and then actually enables us to respond in such a way that we don't lose our peace. This is a very, very powerful and very important uh, a vibe or fruit. And it's important to your life, to your witness, to the people that you love. It's important to our lives that we walk in peace. So here's what I'm going to do. I want to read two verses to you, or should I say two different passages of Scripture that really address peace. And then I want to pray. So the first one is out of John chapter 14. John chapter 14 says, these are the words of Christ uh, um, before he, he uh, went back to be with the Father. He said, all this I have spoken while, I, while still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Once again, may I emphasize what we're talking about is a work of the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray in a moment. We need to pray, Holy Spirit, work in me. Grow grace in me. Grow fruit in me. Grow the vibe of peace. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. Jesus said, my Father's going to send the Holy Spirit. He's going to be our helper. He's going to be the one who does these amazing things in our lives so that we could bring him glory. Now listen to what Jesus says. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Remember, peace is the opposite of worry and fear. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And what I want to do right now, oh no, one more verse. So sorry about that. Then Colossians 3.15, very powerful. Here's what it says. It says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Brothers and sisters, we are called to peace. Okay? In all of our dealings, we are called to be people of peace. We're called to walk in the peace of God. That's the work that the Holy Spirit wants to do in us, in our families, in our relationships. Please, right now, start to personalize this message. I want to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help us to really uh, identify the areas of our lives where we have lost peace and ask him to grow peace. So let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this day. Oh, Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. And Lord, we thank you for your word, your word that tells us Lord, what we need to pray, what we need to ask for, what we need to be complete and whole and healthy. And Lord, today, we accept, acknowledge, and declare, Lord, we need and we want your peace. I pray that for every individual hearing my words, God, we want, we ask, for your peace. 
the peace that doesn't come from this world, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we receive your truth above every lie, every suggestion of this world. We receive your peace today, your word above, Lord, any excuse that this world would want us to make. Surpass, O God, our circumstances and minister deep peace into every heart, every home, every life. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is so good and he's so wonderful. And so we're going to really drill down on peace now. And one of the things that I, I want to do, which we've been talking about in the series thus far, is a lack of love will create a, 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 a deep neediness. When you lack love, you just feel like you have this incredible need because we were made for the love of God. The absence of joy results in great emptiness. God is the one who fills us, and he's the only one who can fill us. And now today we're talking about peace, and the absence of peace, listen very closely, it causes us to misjudge and miss out. The absence of peace will cause you to misjudge virtually every situation in your life. The absence of peace will cause us to miss out precious, blessed opportunities. And so we need to pay very close attention because it's not God's will. The absence of peace, should I say, uh, peace is meant to impact the way we see life and the way we respond to life, the way we judge matters. Peace is about discernment. Peace is about judgment. We're going to close with that. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And so when we are lacking peace, we can miss out on so many things and we can misjudge people, situations. It destroys our process. And it, it destroys our journey. You know, sometimes even in a bad moment, there could be something good. I remember driving uh, Tommy to school. He's probably six years old. I think he was in the first grade. And um, I'm one of those people. You don't know, here's a confession. You know how I lose my peace? If I'm going to be late, I can lose my peace. And I remember trying to drive Tommy to school, and, um, and it seemed like every turn, every shortcut was just blocked. And finally, Tommy, who's six years old or seven years old, he speaks up in the back of the car, and he says, hey, Dad, maybe the Lord is trying to make us miss an accident or something. And I'm like, settle down back there, you know? And I, but how many know God is good all the time? And all the time, God is good. And it's based on our perception and perspective, our judgments. And peace is crucial to that. Can I give you one more serious example? Actually, I have a lot of examples today. But as we were doing research, we came across this magnificent poem uh, titled Tamara's Opus. And this poem is actually written by a, 
a young man who's currently a professor at Dartmouth University. He's, he's won all of these awards and, and um, he's just, he's considered a, a poetic genius. So he wrote a poem that he actually performed for uh, President Obama and his wife at the White House. And it's all about something very personal to his life. It turns out that his sister was born deaf. And, um, and he, he couldn't make peace with the fact that she was deaf. And even though his father said, she's fine, God makes people different and she's fine. Well, he decided that um, he, just, he just resisted the whole thing and he never learned sign language until a moment of realization. And I want to read some of the lines here. You can look it up. It's very, very powerful. But look at what he says. This is just part of the poem. He says, there was a barricade between us that I never took the time to destroy. Never for even a moment thought to pick up a book and look up the signs for sister, for family, for goodbye. I will see you again someday. It's only, it's only now I see that I was never willing to put in the extra effort to love properly. So as the only person in my family who is not fluent in sign language, I have decided to take this time to apologize. Tamara, I'm sorry for my silence. And what the young man is saying is that because he couldn't make peace with his sister's disability, he cut off the relationship until he got a revelation, until he had the realization that he could and he would if he would just try. But see, peace, a lack of peace, the absence of peace will destroy our judgment. It will destroy the way we process things. We need the peace of God to really operate with godly kingdom understanding how many people today are, are, are finding themselves in the same place that he was, missing out on so many blessings? How many families today are not experiencing laughter and joy? And do you know how blessed children are when they hear their parents laugh? How many people are missing out on so many blessed things, although little, in the midst of hardship because... They don't have peace. Jesus, our Savior, is the Prince of Peace. He wants to give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. If you want to do something really cool uh, when you go to New York City um, after this COVID craziness, can I tell you something? Walk over the Brooklyn Bridge. It is such a cool experience to just walk over. When I was a kid, I used to actually run across the Brooklyn Bridge. I love to jog and take it all in. It's, it's kind of a magnificent gift. And I remember one day I was walking with about four friends and we were crossing the Brooklyn Bridge. And when we got about a third over, maybe a little bit more than a third over, one of our, one of our friends, uh, one of our, a sister, in the Lord, who was really strong in the Lord, but she had a lot of phobias, and she had been chatting and didn't even realize that we walked onto the Brooklyn Bridge, and then in a moment on the bridge, 
she absolutely panicked, like she had a panic attack right on the bridge. And, and it was amazing how here we were enjoying the night, enjoying the moment, just walking and talking and laughing. And, and, and imagine the Brooklyn Bridge for, for over a century has held up so many cars and buses and, and s- such great weight. And here's this little person, not even 100 pounds, panicking because they were on the bridge. You know what happened? She lost her peace. And how many people lose their peace in moments when their powerful God is actually holding them strong? There's no way that she could knock that bridge down. And let me tell you something. When you're in the hands of Christ, there's no way anything or anyone can knock you down. The real issue is that we're losing our peace. What are you fretting about today? What are you fighting about or complaining about or arguing about? Listen to this study uh, um, by the National Science Foundation. 40% of what we worry about never happens. 30% of our worries concern the past. Now we're up to 70%. 12% are needless worries about our health. Oh, you know, I, I got a crick in my elbow. Maybe I got this. Maybe I'm not. Stop it. God is good. Listen, 10% are insignificant or petty, and 8% are legitimate issues. That means that 92% of our worry is over things that won't happen or things that we can't change. In the name of Jesus, brothers and sisters, we need to receive peace. We need to break agreement with fear and worry and doubt because that is not God's will. God doesn't want that vibe in our house. He wants the vibe of joy. He wants the vibe of laughter. He wants the vibe of calm and peace. You want to have a powerful testimony? Let your house be filled with peace. When your neighbors walk in, there's so much stress and strife in their world. Can I tell you something? When they walk into a home that's filled with peace, they immediately discern it. That's the way it's supposed to be. Somebody say amen to that. And so our vibe, if, we, if we're in a state of worry, we're literally blocking our ability to judge and to see all the powerful things and all the different ways that God wants to bless us. So let's look at what Jesus is teaching here. Okay, I've got two um, very, very important points um, from these passages. Number one, peace, the peace of God, the peace of Christ is actually released to us. God's peace is powerful because when Jesus said, my peace I give you, my peace I leave you, one of the the, um, facets of the word is literally my peace I release to you. God wants to release his powerful peace into your life, into your situation, into your circumstances. It's a peace that surpasses understanding. And what's amazing is this is a spiritual transaction. You don't have to work up peace. You don't have to try to make yourself calm. The Holy Spirit can make you calm. The Holy Spirit is able to speak peace. For example, think about, um, think about, Uh, the passage of scripture 
where Jesus is in the boat with the disciples and there's this great storm, okay? And into this, and, and they wake him up and when he wakes up, he looks to the storm and he says, peace, be still. And when he says, peace, be still, all of the waters are calmed. So imagine this. Imagine Jesus in the boat. Imagine the disciples in the boat. And there's a great storm swirling about him on Lake Michigan, on whatever lake, on whatever ocean, on whatever place you find yourself today. There's this great storm. And Jesus stands up and he says, peace, be still. And he releases his supernatural peace to take charge over earthly environments and circumstances. And he makes it calm. So look, God wants to, wherever you find yourself today, Jesus is in your boat. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus is with you today. Somebody needs to stand up today and shout, Jesus, I know that you're with me. Lord, speak your peace into this, into this situation and into this circumstance. He is the peace that surpasses all understanding, and he actually wants to release it to you. Isn't that good? Isn't it amazing to know? See, this is what I love about serving the Lord. Because, because the word of God is living and active. The Holy Spirit is a person. And so there's this, this, there's this constant uh, um, transaction that's taking place. When we read the Bible, when we pray, when we talk to the Lord, when we worship, and there's this exchange, this intercourse per se, back and forth between us and God, and God loves to say, I release my peace to you. He said, my peace I give you, my peace I, rele I, I, re I uh, leave with you, which means that we're, it's supposed to keep us in this, it's supposed to be permanent, and he says, look, don't let your heart be troubled. He's saying, I give you peace so that you won't be shaken. That word, don't let your hearts be troubled, is the word shaken. It means, listen, there are certain things that are not supposed to be shaken. Your heart and my heart are not supposed to be shaken. But, we need, but what we need today is for the Holy Spirit to release peace. Peace into a marriage, peace into a heart that has grown depressed, peace uh, into someone who's overwhelmed with what's happening in our country. There's a peace that surpasses all understanding, and Jesus wants to release it to us. Can I tell you something? The, the child of God can from the darkest, most dismal place raise their hands and say, Father, Abba, Father, release your peace. And that's what I'm believing God. I'm telling you, that's what I know the Holy Spirit wants to do today is he wants to release his peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Before I go to the next point, can I say this? Don't miss out. Don't miss out on any blessing, on any moment. Don't miss out on, on, on moments with your loved ones. Don't miss out on moments in your marriage. In your marriage, don't miss out. Don't let little things, don't let uh, uh, things that don't make sense don't miss out on the blessing of God. Yes, in this life, 
We'll have many troubles, but we still have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. I give it to you and I leave it with you. So in the name of Jesus, don't miss out. And that's a promise from Scripture. Scripture promises that if we'll seek God, if we'll say, Holy Spirit, grow the vibe of peace, it will be supernatural. It will be a transfer. One of my favorite things to say when I started preaching and when I talked about prayer is this. What I love about prayer is that you could go down on your knees one way and then get up in a completely different way. Why? Because Jesus has released his peace. The musicians can come. And that's what he wants to do today. Jesus wants to release peace. Plain and simple. Supernatural. No other source. You mean I'm supposed to, I don't have to do anything? No, you just need to open up your heart and say, Lord, I'm ready to receive peace. I'm ready to receive the, the vibe of peace. So that's the, that's the first thing we need to know deep in our hearts is that the Spirit of God, if we'll say like we were singing, I'm available, why don't we sing I'm available? Lord, here I am. You know, have your way with my heart. Have your way with my life today. You know what, God, the Holy Spirit is ready to release peace. But here's the second thing. As we read both of those passages, peace is not just supposed to be released to us, but peace is meant to rule us. Everybody say, rule me, Lord. You know, Lord, Lord means king. Lord means master. Jesus is Lord and Savior. Lord means that we surrender to the prince of what? Peace. Jesus is the king of peace. And so, so when the Bible says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, it's talking about Jesus being the king of our soul, the, the one who says, I am in charge of your being. Do you feel like he's in charge of your being? Do you feel like he's the one who really is, is, is taking over the leadership and the guidance of your life? When the Bible says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, it's actually using a sports illustration. It's talking about an umpire or a referee, okay? It's talking about the fact that every game, you know, the MLB just started, every game has an umpire. The umpire is the one who says safe or out. The, the referee is the one who throws the flag. So when it's talking about the peace of God, it says let the peace of God be in charge, be the decision maker, or the one who makes judgments between right and wrong, truth and lies, what's helpful and what's harmful. Let me give you a super practical example. So I was uh, with my son and we were, um, actually we, we, we played golf together not too long ago. And we, we were in a foursome. And so I met this guy, really nice guy, and we were talking. And when he found out I was a pastor, he was like, how do you get a sermon? You know, so I was talking to him, and I started to tell him about the series that we're, that we're in and, and on and on. And you know what he said to me? 
he said to me, you know what? He said, uh, I said to him, yeah, I'm doing this series because, because God wants to take charge of, of what we're giving off and people are so stressed out and all that. He goes, yeah. He said, you know what I do? I watch MSNBC for four hours every night and then all I do is worry about uh, uh, um, November and is Trump gonna become president? And you know they're trying to steal the presidency from us. And I'm like, okay. And then on the other side, I run into people all the time. Man, I, I watch Fox News for four hours every night. And uh, you know the Democrats are trying to steal the presidency. And on and on and on it goes. And I'm like, who cares? These are matters of great importance, yes. But they're not supposed to steal our peace. Whoever takes the presidency... Whoever is in charge, how many know King Jesus is able to walk us through it? Sometimes I wish I could talk to some great leaders throughout history and see what they would say. Well, actually, I bet you D.L. Moody would put it this way because I have a quote of his. Here's what D.L. Moody said. He said, to find rest, I would never go among the politicians or among the so-called great. Congress is the last place on earth that I would go. In the House, they want to go to the Senate. In the Senate, they want to go to the Cabinet. And then they want to go to the White House. And rest has never been found there. Brothers and sisters, can I be your pastor for a moment? You know, pastors get to say stuff that nobody else says. In the name of Jesus, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Do you recognize that the kingdom of God is so much greater than America? Do you recognize that the kingdom of God is alive and well in China and in Iran and in different parts of the world? Years ago, my father-in-law went with the late uh, Ravi Zacharias to speak in China to the underground church. It was hundreds of pastors. And my father-in-law said it was one of the most amazing, beautiful humbling experiences of his life to see most of these men which had been in prison for the cause of Christ to see them singing and surrendering and saying I love you Jesus from the bottom of their hearts even though they knew chances are they could be thrown back into prison you want to talk about the peace of Christ ruling in your heart you want to talk about a peace that surpasses all understanding brothers and sisters it is available Right now, there's a great revival taking place in Iran. It's an underground movement, but so many people are getting saved in Iran. And you know by who's leading it? There are, there are women who've gotten saved and full of God. And they're witnessing. They're waiting. They wait. They judge. When the Holy Spirit tells them, speak the gospel, they're speaking the gospel fully knowing that if they are found out that they're sharing the gospel. They know it means three things. It means to be beaten, it means to be raped, and it means to be murdered. But there is a peace that surpasses all understanding. God is bigger than all of our stuff. He's bigger than all of our circumstances. Hallelujah. God wants to give us a peace that the world cannot give. Can I encourage you? Don't look for it over here. Don't look for it over there. Lift up your heart to your master and to your king. And say, Jesus, give me peace. 
He's able by his mighty power, he's able to make the judgments. Now, can I tell you, I was so moved as I was hearing this person talk about their worries and their fears. My heart so went out to him. And I was thinking about us as believers. Sometimes we want what God is offering, but we don't recognize that what really has to happen is we have to break agreement with things. You see, we have to break agreement with lies that we have been accepting that cause us to worry all the time. I want you to think for a second because I'm believing for a divine transaction today, okay? But when you want a, a deal, when you want a, a dealing with the Lord, you have to open up your heart. You have to, you have to take uh, uh, all of the, 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 uh, um, the what-ifs and you have to take off all of the contingencies off the table and say, Lord, you are fully in charge. You are Lord. So can I ask you something? What, if, what are you in agreement with that the Lord is not in agreement with? What are you, are you giving in to worry? Are you watching Fox News or MSNBC more than you're reading your Bible? You need to break agreement with that. Are you getting caught up in all sorts of things and situations? Are, are you thinking more about what's wrong with people than what's great and wonderful about Jesus? You need to break agreement with that. God's will is that we would walk in peace. Love, joy, peace. And when we have peace, we judge correctly. When we have peace, we don't miss out. I want to pray that we wouldn't miss out on one blessing from God. There's not a person who's hearing me that hasn't been in a difficult situation, in a hard situation. Maybe you could look back on days when you had less and yet you could laugh, yet there was joy. You know, sometimes we get more and the Bible says that the more we have sometimes, the more we worry. But today, God wants to bring peace. Remember, peace is something that the Holy Spirit has to do in my heart and in your heart. Peace is not something that someone will bring you. Okay, we're not talking about peace with people because you can't be at peace with people unless you are at peace with God and God is growing peace in your own heart. We have peace with God and peace with men. We're not talking about peace with men yet. That's for next week. Today, we're talking about our own peace. I'm telling you right now, it'll change the way you see everyone and everything. When Jesus is ruling and reigning on the throne of your heart, guess what? You're going to have calm and security, and people are going to be able to tell. Your vibe will say, I'm at rest in my Savior. And my response is, are controlled by that rest. Come on, lift your hands. Hallelujah, Jesus. This is a time for us to pray. 
The purpose of a sermon is to get us to respond to the Word of God. Today is the day to respond to the Word of the Lord. The Word of the Lord is that God, Jesus, wants to release peace into a heart. He wants to release peace into a marriage. He wants to release peace into the heart of a teenager. He wants to release peace into someone who's alone right now and, and are feeling so turbulent in their soul. In the name of Jesus, King Jesus wants to step in and bring peace. He wants to speak peace to the storm of your soul and make the waters of your life quiet and calm. He's able to do it by his mighty power. But we have to say, Lord, I'm available. I'm available for what you have to say, for you, what you want me to think, for the way you want me to act, for I'm available, Lord, to invest my energies in the things that you want me to invest my energy energies, Lord. Here I am, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus.